All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Happy Thursday, everybody. Oh, my God. We made it. It's the end of the week. Hey. Hey. <laughs> welcome to NPL Legal Dish. This is my Monday through Thursday broadcast where I teach business and legal concepts using pop culture and celebrity news. Who am I? I'm Natalie. I'm Natalie Pierre-Lewis, host of the show, and I'm also the owner and operator of NPL Consulting LLC, a business formation firm. Uh, What that means is I help people like yourself get your business paperwork together. So if you need help with things like getting your business registered, getting EIN numbers, DUNS numbers, um, contracts, operating agreements, hiring employees properly, basic brand protection strategies, your girl got you. How do I have you? Well, I have been a licensed attorney for over 14 years. I have started multiple businesses for myself and others, both online and offline. I've had many careers in the realms of entrepreneurship, the law, education, hospitality, and administrative support. And most important, I'm very passionate about making business and legal education as accessible to everyone as possible. Not everybody has the time, the money, or the desire to go to business school or to law school, but so many people have amazing business ideas. And if you're going to be successful in business, there's just... There's some things that you need to know. You can't get around it. So that's why I'm here. If you want to see how we can work together, uh, there's one place that you need to go. You need to go to linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. It is the only link in my bio on Instagram. And it is also all over my Facebook page and my Twitter. Wherever you find me, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. There you can pick up my Dunn's number workshop replay that is on sale now. Uh, if you want to expand your business, if you want to land a federal government contract, if you want to get into big box stores, if you want to build up credit so that you can get a credit card for your business, you need a Dunn's number. Um, and I have an entire uh, video tutorial workshop that I did a few months ago um, that shows you where to go, how to apply everything that you need. It comes with a prep worksheet and my money management for entrepreneurs uh, ebook. So go check that out. Also at Linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm. You can pick up uh, my free business launch cheat sheet that will help you launch your dream business in seven days or less. Uh, And you can also book a free 15-minute consultation if you are a first-time client, okay? So those are the things, just some of the things that you can do at Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. There's a lot more that you can do there, but I'm going to let you guys go and discover and explore and do your own thing there, okay? All right, enough about me. Let's get to the show. So, um, oh, also one more announcement before I get to the show. Uh, April 4th of, of next month, I'm going to be presenting, I'm, well not presenting, I'm going to be a panelist at the Movement Conference, Movement Con 2020. Uh, it is a conference to empower and energize creatives and entrepreneurs. We have an amazing panel of guests uh, from all areas of business and entertainment and law and just to get you right. Um, so if you are interested in attending the Movement Conference, go to the link in my bio, linktree forward slash NPL consulting firm, and you will see a link to get your tickets at the top. Okay. All right. So now on to the show. Uh, I think everybody here who's watching has been here before. The way the show works is I pull stories that you guys have suggested to me that I get in my email that I see on social media and we talk about them. We pull out the lessons that we can learn as business owners and we discuss them. We see where, where would, where did they go wrong? What can we learn from this? How can we avoid this situation? Okay. So this is a discussion. So I need you guys to be all in with me. I need responses. Facebook. I want to remind you guys that the delay on Facebook is a little more than the one on Instagram. So it may take me a little bit more time to get to your answers. Okay. All right. But if we, uh, so those are all of our introductions. So we are just going to, um, get started because I actually have some work I have to do after the show. Okay. All right. So 
the first story that we are talking about tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm going to ask y'all a question. How many of y'all watched the uh, reality um, dating show Flavor of Love? If you watched Flavor of Love, hi, DG99 Elohim. If you watched Flavor of Love, any of the seasons, I believe there were three, uh, give me an F in the comments. Um, And while you do that, for those who are not familiar, um, Flavor of Love, again, there was a reality dating show that starred Flavor Flav of the iconic um, hip-hop group um, Public Enemy. Hi, Natalie Washington. Um, uh, in the show, you know, there were all sorts of shenanigans, but the whole point was that Flavor Flav, the, 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 the whole point was that Flavor Flav was this, like, you know, iconic hip-hop star who was looking for love. He was a part of the iconic public enemy, you know, hip-hop group, da-da-da-da-da, right? Well, um, public enemy, they're still, they're, they, they still actually perform, um, they, they, uh, still tour, they still out there getting money, right? Um, and well, that the presidential election is going on. How many of you guys know that, you know, there's all these, uh, all these people throwing their hat in the ring for the presidential election? Well, a lot of them have dropped out, but we know that, you know, up until recently, the field for candidates for, uh, you know, at least the Democratic nomination was pretty full, including Bernie Sanders, who's running for like the third time, right? Um, so here's where Bernie and Flavor Flav, uh, meet, meet on a road, okay? So at the Bernie campaigns, they were actually using the, um, the phrase fight the power, which is the name of one of Run DMC's most popular songs. Um, and he was using the image of the group. Uh, he even tweet, uh, sent a tweet out and uh, added Chuck D, who was one of the founding members of Public Enemy, right? Um, now, when he did this, apparently Flavor Flav did not like that Bernie was using uh, the Public Enemy image and Fight the Power as, you know, the slogan for his campaign. What, oh, what did I say? Oh, I said Run DMC. My, my apologies. Public Enemy, y'all, I am sorry. Public Enemy. Hip-hop purists, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, okay? Um, But yes, so here is where... (laughs) Hi, Andrea. So, um, Flavor Flav sent a cease and desist to Bernie's campaign um, telling them that he did not want them to use Fight the Power or the Public Enemy image for, uh, for their campaign. He said, you know, if Chuck D, one of the founding members of Public Enemy wanted to support Bernie, that was fine, but Public Enemy as a group does, did not, does not support, uh, Bernie, and, you know, Bernie shouldn't be using Fight the Power or the Public Enemy image. Here's the problem. Flavor Flav has no ownership over Fight the Power or the name Public Enemy. All of that is owned by Chuck D, one of the other founding members of Public Enemy. Um, he created the logo for Public Enemy in the mid-80s. He did his due diligence. He filed his trademarks. So he owns all of the rights to the, the, the band name, Public Enemy, and to fight the power. High Reset Wellness. And then on top of that, 
Um, apparently Flavor Flav was missing shows, missing rehearsals. They were supposed to do a performance for Harry Belafonte, who is a celebrated entertainer, and he missed that show. So on top of being upset at the fact that Flavor Flav is out here trying to speak for Public Enemy when he doesn't have the right to, Chuck D fired Flavor Flav from Public Enemy. He is no longer a member of Public Enemy right now. They're saying it's not, it doesn't just have to do with, you know, trying to claim ownership over this trademark. It has to do with his behavior as a band member. But I'm sure these shenanigans saying, you know, trying to claim ownership over Public Enemy and fight the power can't help. And the reason why I picked this case to talk to you guys about is to understand the power of ownership. Because Chuck D owns these trademarks within Public Enemy. He gets to say who gets to use the name Public Enemy or the songs. He has the power to give that permission out to people, whereas Flavor Flav does not. This is why ownership is important. Regardless of whether you plan on making money from your creation or not, at the very least, you should have some type of copyright protection if it's like a piece of art or at best a trademark so that you control the narrative of your creation. Um, someone sent me um, a, a story today. Shop Best on the Yard texted me today and she told me that um, someone she knows um, was is completely furious because... Uh, she came up with a phrase called rage baking, right? And she was just talking about it all over the internet. And two women took that phrase, wrote their own cookbook, and didn't even acknowledge her. She does not have a trademark to the phrase, nothing. So there's really not a whole lot that she can do about it. Hi, long live hell, Vaughn forever. So this is why ownership of your trademarks is very important. You never want to be in a position where you're trying to tell somebody, I don't want you to do this, and somebody else can come and say, well, you can't, you have no say because you don't own this. You always want to be able to control your brand, and that's why trademarks and copyrights are important, okay? So y'all see Flavor Flav, he done lost his whole job because he don't know, uh, you know, how to stay in his lane. You don't own these trademarks. You can't tell somebody not to use them if you don't own them. On top of the fact, you're not even showing up for shows. What's going on, Flav? <laughs> um, but despite that, I find Flavor Flav very entertaining. I watched all three seasons of Flavor of Love. I think there were there might have been four. I watched at least three seasons of Flavor of Love. Um, and, you know, uh, Flav, he did have his problems in the 80s with drugs and things like that, but he was making a comeback. Um but apparently not enough to where he can where he can maintain his obligations with the group public enemy so um we hope good things for for flavor flav out there apparently public enemy is still open to him coming back they're giving him a year to get his to get himself on the right track hi not your average friend they're giving him about a year to get himself together so that he can come back to the group. But as of now, Flavor Flav is not a member of Public Enemy. This is what happens when you put your foot in your mouth, okay? <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next story. Where is everybody today? You know what? What I noticed is Thursdays we have fewer viewers. I think it's because it's the end of the week. People are going out. Um, people are going out more. Hi, Sincere39. How you doing? Oh my gosh, since 39 you just missed um, our Flavor Flav story. I was talking about how Flavor Flav got fired from Public Enemy uh, because one, he was missing shows, and two, he tried to tell Bernie he couldn't use 
um, fight the power and the public enemy name, even though he has no ownership over the trademarks. They all belong to Chuck D. So Flavor Flav is out of a job right now, <laughs> at least when it comes to music. Um, but I'm sure you've seen it all over the internet. Okay. All right. So, uh, let's move on to our next story. Okay. Um, how many of y'all have have heard of the S and P 500 index? Um, if you've heard of the S and P 500 index, give me a thumbs up. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, it, it is basically, um, a, a running tally of stocks and businesses that are around. Okay. Okay. Yes. You've heard of it. Thank you. Sincere. All right. Um, so the S and P 500 index, thank you, reset wellness. It is run by a company called S and P global. Um, S and P global provides global financial services and products. So they give you business analytics, credit ratings for publicly traded companies, business research. Um, they are one of the big three credit rating agencies. So, um, along with Dunn's numbers, uh, Dunn's numbers and, uh, S and P they're kind of rivals, but Dunn's number, they, they don't just do big companies. They do small companies as well as well, but S and P global does, uh, larger companies privately and publicly owned larger companies, but they, they basically sell information about different companies. They tell you, you know, what's their credit, what's their business credit like, what's their track record like as a business, but on a, on the global scale. So that is what the S and P S and P global does. Um, and S and P stands for standard and pores, right? Um, and as a responsible business, standard and pores has trademarked for their names and even the abbreviations. They have several trademarks for S&P in many different forms, right? Um, and they're in the business of selling data, selling financial data, selling business data, letting y'all know what's happening in these stock market and business streets. That is what S&P Global does, right? How many of y'all have heard of S&P data? Um, and if, uh, I'm going to give y'all like 30 seconds, because if you haven't heard S and P, if you have heard of S and P data, I would be very surprised. Um, S and P data is a call center group. Um, uh, it's a call center company. Basically those companies that call you either, you know, to try to sell you something or for collections or whatever, this company S and P data, that is what they do. Um, now they say that they go beyond being a call, being a call center, that they do other things, but their main, um, function is as a call center. Uh, they, but here's the problem. They say that they go beyond a call center and they also have been altering their website as S and P as standard and pours alters theirs and changes the types of services that they give. So Standard & Poor's is getting more into kind of, um, you know, uh, personal personal relationships with their clients and, and providing personalized data and things like that. And this call center group seems to be trying to encroach, hey, on Standard & Poor's um, territory. So Standard & Poor's has filed a trademark infringement suit against this call center group calling itself S&P data. So, um, I want to know from you, do you think that Standard & Poor's 
had had reason to do this because Standard and Poor's they they sell data they they sell business analytics credit ratings and things like that. S and P data they're saying that for the most part they're a call center. Do you think that the two industries are similar enough or close enough that Standard and Poor's was right? in filing a trademark infringement suit against this company. What do you guys think about that? I like if they were just um for me, while you guys put your answers in, for me if they were just um, you know, saying, "Hey, you know, we're a call center and nothing more," I might um be able to give them a little bit of slack, but the fact that they are altering their website um to to kind of not mirror but at least give the illusion that they are offering more services than they are actually offering or that they are trying to branch out into different areas of business for me that's a red flag high conscious mind 82 that's a red flag so if i'm out here and my business goes by S&P and you seem to be trying to come into my industry when i have these trademarks it is my duty to go after you and protect my mark because i don't want it to become generic so s&p global has filed a trademark infringement suit against um s&p data now remember s&p global that stands for standard and poors s&p data doesn't stand for anything it's just called s&p data but standard and poors has these trademarks for s&p okay so they're out here protecting their mark and i say kudos to them but what do you guys think do you think that it was a good idea for them to file this trademark infringement suit against s&p data all right um i think we're actually going to finish the show early tonight because uh our our usual crew thank you guys to to you guys who came but you know i know thursdays are a hard day for y'all um and we're kind of running through these um stories quickly but um good luck to standard and pours okay last uh oh before we move on to our last story i want to remind you guys that you are watching mpl legal dish i'm natalie pierre lewis the host of the show and the owner and operator of mpl consulting llc a business formation firm if you need to get your business formation strategy together uh go to linktree forward slash mpl consulting firm and get yourself a free 50-minute consultation if you're a first-time client okay all right, we have a question from AP Jackson. AP Jackson said, why couldn't SNP data call themselves SNP Communications? Data causes the confusion. And that is where the issue is, because maybe they're trying to cause confusion in that field. Apparently, they want to get into Standard & Poor's um, Standard & Poor's lane, however tangentially, but um, by calling themselves SNP data, they kind of give the illusion that they might be affiliated with Standard & Poor's. Hi, M. Lavizo. Um, are you typing something similar, Reset Wellness? Yes. If y'all remember when we were when we were talking, um, when we had the Logo 101 series with, um, hey Camille with uh with Martine Mango. Martine said in the world of logos, if you and 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 names, if you see similarities, it's not a mistake. These companies know what they're doing when they have a similar logo or a name because they put a lot of research into this. Um Reset Wellness said S&P should have filed. Yes. So 
S&P data, I believe that they were trying to cause confusion between themselves and Standard and Poor's. They may want to start getting into the financial game. And, you know, they're like, well, maybe we can just sneak it in there. But Standard and Poor's, they're on their game. They got their lawyers um, on standby. And they said, no, no, no. S&P is ours. We have reserved it. Take yourself on somewhere else and go run your call center. All right? <laughs> okay. So we are moving on to our last story for the evening, okay? And our last story for the week, remember, we don't come on on Fridays. Um, have any of you guys heard of this product called Sugar Bear Hair? I actually posted a picture of it in my stories next to another product, and I asked you guys if it was too close for comfort, and it was unanimous, 100%, yes, it was too close for comfort. But if you guys have heard of Sugar Bear Hair, Give me a bear emoji, okay? Um, and why you do that, um, if you don't know what sugar bear hair is, it is um, a, a line of gummy vitamins. They are in the shape of bears, and they are a pastel blue color. Okay, go ahead and look, right? They're gummy vitamins. They're in the shape of bears, and they are a pastel blue color, okay? Um there is another company called um, True Reflections that started selling their own line of gummy vitamins. Um, they had a very similar look to Sugar Bear Hair, uh, um, to the Sugar Bear Hair vitamins, and the packaging looked the same. If you look at the story, um, the, the picture in my stories where I asked Too Close for Comfort, you will see that they looked very similar. Sugar Bear Hair was Sugar Bear Hair, and then this other brand, True Reflections, they called their gummy vitamins, um, they called their gummy vitamins Science Care, okay? Um, so, the, yes, they do, Cynthia, now I love me a gummy vitamin, okay? Don't sleep on the gummy vitamins, um, <laughs> uh, 39 said adults don't take gummy vitamins. Um, anyway, so <laughs> the company that owns sugar bear hair is called B sweet creation. So they went and they filed a lawsuit against true reflections. They're like, girl, what are you doing? This is, um, we have a trademark on this pastel blue bear. Um, and you know, stop biting our style. Right. Um, the problem was they filed suit against a company in Texas. Uh, you like gummies, but not vitamins. Um, when they filed the suit, right, and they, they went to court, and then the day they were supposed to go to court, True Reflections didn't show up. So they got a default judgment from the judge. Basically, the judge said, well, this other side didn't show up, so we're going to give you everything that you want, okay? Um, but... A few months later, after this after this uh, judgment, the company True Reflections, which was actually based in Delaware, because apparently they had filed against the wrong company, came back, and they said, uh, "Sugar Bear Hair or B Sweet Creations, your trademark for Sugar Bear Hair is false. It's it's invalid. Um, you're you're you are perpetrating a lie. You don't have a trademark." Hi, Dontavius Young. You don't have a trademark on this bear. And technically, True Reflection is right. If you didn't know, when you are trademarking something, there are two registers. So you can get on the, um, hold on a second, excuse me. 
There is, there is the official register of trademarks and there is the supplemental register of trademark. So when you're filing for a trademark, if the USPTO has no problem with your trademark and they're like, girl, this is unique, you know, go out there, do your thing, use this to represent your brand, you get, okay, you get on the official register for trademarks, right? And you have all the rights of a trademark. But if the USPTO ever has issues with what you're trying to trademark, but they feel like you might have a chance later on down the line, they will put you on something called the supplemental register, okay? It's a secondary registry for what they call non-distinctive trademarks. It's basically the minor leagues for trademarks. They're kind of like, okay, we're going to put you on this list right here, this waiting list for official trademarks and see what you do with it and see that if you can grow this brand to where people really associate this trademark, this logo, whatever you're trying to protect with your brand. So it's kind of like being in the minor leagues for trademarks, right? So B-Sweet Creations has a minor league trademark for this pastel blue bear for their gummy vitamins. And now True Reflections is saying, look, the bear, it's a generic image. It's a generic shape. The, the color is not protected and the bear is functional. There is no reason why B-Sweet Creations should have any protections for this bear. They're basically saying that the trademark that... Um, B-Sweet Creations is trying to enforce is false. So ladies and gentlemen, I bring this to you. B-Sweet Creations is not on the official register, but they do have, they are on the supplemental register. And just to let you know, when you get your, you know, your identification number for, if you're on the supplemental register, there's no difference between the formatting between the official and the supplemental. So if you were going to look it up on the registry, it would still show up. So do you think that because Sugar Bear Hair is on the supplemental registry rather than the official registry, do they have a right to try and defend this pastel blue bear? What do you guys think about that? Because True Reflections is saying, y'all didn't even get it into the, into the, um, the major leagues. Y'all are in the minor leagues, so you don't even have a right to try and defend this trademark. That is what their argument is. What do you guys think? Reset Wellness said, no. Nah. I agree with you. The whole point of being on the supplemental register is so that you can build up your rep so that you can get on the official register. Think about a baseball player in the minor leagues. They are playing their heart out, you know, trying to improve their stats and get picked to go to the majors. It's the same thing when you get on the supplemental register. You're kind of like in a holding pattern. You're trying to build yourself up so you can get on that official register, okay? So, um, Reset Wellness thinks that uh, um, thinks that, um, doesn't think that there's an issue with it. Anybody else have any questions or have any opinions on this? Do you think that B-Suite Creations was right to file a trademark infringement suit? Do you think that True Reflections is right in saying that, you know, B-Suite Creations doesn't have a right to this? Um, Reset Wellness asks, how long has the other company been using this? So, B-Suite Creations has been in business for about... Um, has been in business for about, uh, they've been in business for a while. This new company is only about five years old and they try and they started trying to, um, encroach on B-Suite Creations. Oh, you can't in 2016. Okay. Well then you, you can, you can rewatch if you can't hear me now. Okay. 
So B-Suite, I don't have the exact date that they started, but I know that they're more than five years old. But the company that they're saying is infringing on them, they are five years old and they've been trying to get at B-Suite Creations blue, um, bear shape since 2016, right? So B-Suite is out here trying to defend their supplemental registry trademark. Um, I think they have every right to do so because if you're in the minor leagues and you're trying to build up to the major leagues, you have to do everything that you can to get into the major leagues. You have to do, you have to defend your mark. Like if you're trying to say that this mark represents our brand and they've only give you supplemental registration, the best way to make sure that you can get onto the official registration is to show people that yes, this mark is ours. You want to make your mark in the marketplace. Define your brand, define your space, defend your trademark. So, I am totally behind B-Suite Creations um, and them trying to, you know, defend their supplemental trademark. Hopefully they get onto the official register. But um, in the meantime, we uh, Reset Wellness agrees with me. She says, I think they should. You got to fight for your brand. That is absolutely right. So we are going to wait and see what happens between B-Suite Creations and, two ref and blah, blah, True Reflections. We are also going to um, hold out hope that Flavor Flav and Public Enemy can reconcile uh, and, you know, Flavor Flav can get his act together and stop sending notes to Bernie Sanders people. And we are also going to wait and see what happens between Standard and Poor's and S&P Data. People are out here trying to jack people's swagger. If you see the, um, if you also go check my story, there is another photo in there that I have. If y'all know Bedroom Candy from, from Candy Burris, someone sent me a logo for a company that someone else was trying to start for a totally, uh, for something that was kind of unrelated. And they were like, is this infringement? I said, absolutely yes. I want you guys to go to my IG stores and go look for the Bedroom Candy logo in my IG or my Facebook stories, Okay. But um, that is what I'm going to leave you guys with. We're ending right on time. Your girl has some stuff she has to go do. But uh, we will be back on Monday. Remember to go grab the Duns number replay. Um, go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm for that. If you want to come see me speak, uh, go get your tickets for Movement Con. The link is in my bio, Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm. Set up your free 15-minute consultations there. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and my podcast. Your girl wants some YouTube shmoney. Um, <laughs> everything that you, um, um, however you want to connect with me, if you go to Linktree forward slash NPL Consulting Firm, you will find it there, all right? So I have to go now, and I will talk to you guys. I'll be on the internet, but we will be back for our regular show on Monday, okay? Have a good night, guys. Bye.